And the largest mystery surrounding the OU football program has still gone unanswered. What the heck was Miguel Chavis tweeting about yesterday? What was he talking about? Was he talking about David Peavy, three-star edge, current USC commit? Was he talking about Taylor Wine? He was talking about someone from the 2023 class, Parker. And we still don't have a definite answer as to who he was referencing. No, we do not. Maybe Miguel was just trolling all of us. Maybe. Hey, it's fine. Whatever. Maybe Miguel just woke up and decided, you know what? I'm going to mess with people today on social media. It worked if he, that was his plan. Me hopes it's because uh, they're about to flip David Peavy from USC. And though it's been 75 days since OU's last commitment, uh, what a joy it would be if you snap the streak with a once USC commits flipping to OU. And you know nobody be would be beautiful. happier about that than Mike Steely. I'm just yeah. curious what a four- to five-minute audio bit Steely would string together for the day that Brent Venables and Miguel Chavis flipped a commit from Muleshoe. How about this theory on the Air Comfort Solutions text line? Oh, boy. What if the Chavis tweet wasn't about just one player? Ooh, what if you get a two-for-one? When it's all said and done. As first reported by Tyler McComas on this radio program. Credit me, please. DJ Hicks, Damian Sanford, Peyton Bowen, and Cecilia Kana all silently committed to Oklahoma yesterday. Did you say David Peavy in there, too? Will you please include him in that report? Okay, DJ Peavy as well. There you go. Five for five on the day yesterday. Just saying, it's a good thought. Maybe it's not just one player. Maybe it's every player that we've been waiting on. That's what Miguel Chavis was having so much fun with. But, no, in in all seriousness... um, David Peavy's on the radar now. Did you say DJ Peavy? Uh, it's like it's like DJ Hicks. Okay, so you can yeah. say, you can okay. say either right. one. David Peavy. I'll say David Peavy and DJ Hicks. Okay, there How we go. That? Does there that work go. for everyone? One's a David, one's a DJ. David Peavy, three-star edge, USC commit out of San Diego, 6'4", 230. He's on the radar, and Taylor Wine is now on the radar as well. So we are kind of on D-lineman watch as we move forward uh, for the rest of this cycle. And really, the position group that we're watching the most down the stretch is just that. We're watching defensive line. Several defensive line at several different positions. We're watching some secondary players, most notably Peyton Bowen, but it feels like the majority of the guys that we're referencing, Parker, for the 23 class is edge players, defensive linemen, interior guys, just all all, all across the D-line. This is really – and this is crucial – Right, this is crucial, and this is probably why it's going to consume the majority of our airtime, all things considered, on this show over the next month and a half. Is because what's the one area, what's the one position group on this football team that we've been talking about all season? D line. Exactly, the one, the one position group that has not really held up their end of the bargain. If you can point to just one, it's the D line. They've gotten turned upside down and their lunch money shaken out of their pockets week in and week out. And then out. some. Yeah. <laughs> so you need some dogs on the defensive line. And, hey, good news is you got a couple committed, Derek LeBlanc and P.J. Adabare, even though all of the rando message board rumors yesterday were, P.J. Adabare is talking to Missouri. I saw, Someone texted in our show yesterday, on, or at least on the rush, and said, what's this with P.J. Adabare in Ohio State? It's like, well, I, Ohio State, where do they come from? They, they just try to talk out of nowhere? What's going on? Yeah, trust me. Trust me. I, knowing what I know of PJ, and I know him very well, he is not going to give Michigan a second look because Michigan kind of gave him the runaround at the beginning of his recruitment. Mm, not good. And Ohio State was late to the table 
Very late to the table. Yeah, and, and that's that's something that he values. He does not – it's the same reason why he didn't really give the time of day to Notre Dame when they offered is because at that point in his recruitment, he wanted it over with. He knew what he wanted. Oklahoma fit what he wanted. And he wanted to go somewhere where he knew he was wanted and wasn't just being pursued because – a school figured out, oh, we need to go grab another guy for this position, right? And so even if that smoke is legit, which I don't think it is, even if P.J. Adebari has had a conversation with Michigan Ohio State, and here's the thing, he's the type of kid where I promise you if a school calls him, he's going to pick up the phone and tell him what's up just because he's courteous like Unless that. it's an Ann Arbor area code, then he's going to ignore it, right? I, I or would he even pick that. up that call? He's a, he's a very polite, very courteous kid. So if there were a coach that called him out of the blue, he'd probably pick up and just say hi. But I guarantee you, if any of those schools are trying to get P.J. to visit down the stretch, I mean, those are long, long odds that they're going to be successful in doing so. Well, it's just the uh, latest in a long line of things that are freaking out uh, OU recruiting fans. <laughs> you had the, the P.J. Adebare stuff that came out yesterday. And I guess today's news that have got people all worried and concerned is Anthony Evans. Is he going to flip? Yeah, now, and that's uh, – okay, so, I, again, it depends on who you talk to. <laughs> kind of the same thing we were talking about yesterday with DJ Peavy, right? Because after the OU offer, um, I talked to folks on both sides, folks in Cali, folks in Oklahoma. Folks in Oklahoma were like, yeah, he's going to visit. Folks out in Cali – we're like, yeah, it's, uh, he's probably not going to visit. So it depends on who you talk to, but I will say this. I am I do not want to sit here and say that there is nothing to the Anthony Evans to UGA rumors because you look at the experts that have put in the flip predictions, they're generally pretty credible. They're not infallible because no one in this business is, but those are a couple guys that have pretty good reputations in the recruiting world. That said, the folks I have talked to about that situation, the, the collective reaction has just kind of been, wait, what? And if you paid attention on Twitter over the last 20 minutes, half hour, Anthony Evans, in response, I, I'm presuming in response to those predictions dropping, went back and retweeted an old interview that he had done with an OU reporter from late October. And so, or early October, I guess. But... That, to me, indicates that Anthony Evans to Georgia has less legs than maybe those experts tend to believe that it does right now. And I also know that Anthony Evans and Jackson Arnold are in constant communication, and Jackson Arnold uh, has never, never uh, gotten any vibe from Anthony Evans since he committed that was anything other than, hey, I'm coming to Oklahoma, I want to catch passes from you I'm all in. So on three had a an article today, flip or or stick, and they had several different um, commits. You know, uncommit or I guess they're all commits if they're flip or stick. But they had Anthony Evans on here. Does he stick with OU or does he flip to Georgia? And they had three of their guys answer that question, and all three of their guys said that he is going to flip, flip from OU and flip to Georgia. Okay, whatever. That's one side's opinion. Peyton on here says. Um, dude, anything from on three, I don't trust at all. They all seem like they want to get attention for big takes like that. So I, I there are a couple of the names that seem familiar on here. Chad Simmons, their director of recruiting, one of those, I guess. 
But on three seems to think, all three of their guys, that he is going to flip to Georgia. I mean, and here's what you have to, here's what you have to understand. Every expert has different primary sources with these types of They things, did have right? a Georgia guy and, as one of the three, by the way, just for reference. And what you have to recall is that these on three affiliated individuals were the exact same folks that were pumping Anthony Evans to Georgia when he initially committed to Oklahoma. And they weren't 100% wrong because the Anthony Evans and Georgia thing was very real. But if you pay close attention to the nuances of their coverage, you kind of get the sense that the people they're talking to have more of a Georgia slant on this. Well, they don't even have an OU site. So, yeah, I mean, what what OU word are they really getting right now? You know what I mean? Because there's no OU presence whatsoever, I mean, as far as I know, at least on their site. So, interesting. Interesting. 405-651-3439 is the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Someone asked, uh, I'm just going to get it out of the way right now at the start of the show. Any news on Peyton Bowen, DJ Hicks, and Reuben Bain? I mean, not since yesterday. Reuben Bain, I guess, is going to visit Auburn this weekend, right? Yeah, he's going to be at Auburn. Well, no, he's going to be at the Auburn game in College Station. So He's going to be at the... Auburn game in College Station. I thought Aiden played Auburn at Auburn. Oh, do they? Yeah, they play. Okay, I might have that backwards. Yes, he's visiting Texas A and M in Auburn. He, he will be at that game. He's visiting. Okay, yeah, yeah. He, yes, yes. He he will be in Auburn, Alabama this weekend, and we'll see if Lewis Carter makes the trip as well. I could get. Uh, it, it'll, I, I'm sure nobody will panic about that if your four star backer commit ends up there. Oh boy, we got another one of these people on the text line. They need to change the word from commit because commit does not mean what it used to mean. You need to come up with a new word for the recruiting world. Would you like to do that? No, Would you like, like to I take said, uh, your flight to Morgantown tomorrow and think of a new word uh, like, outside of commit? Would, you, give, you give me a suggestion. Okay, let's just say that we wanted to replace the word commit in recruiting vernacular. What word would you use? And Money just, chasing. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not just asking this specific listener. I'm asking anyone. Is there a word that makes more sense? Because in general, look, 70 to 80% of commitments hold, right? But we all kind of focus on the kids that decommit or the kids that flip, and it pushes this narrative that our oh, commitment doesn't mean anything. Now, commitment does mean something. And that's not to say that guys' minds can't change because they can and they do. But Oklahoma has 20 commits right now. They've had three decommits. All things considered, that's a pretty lopsided ratio. And honestly, three decommits were more than I expected for year one for Brent Venables and this staff. True Suter says leaner. Leaner. <laughs> He's leaner. He's leaner towards OU right now over Georgia. He leaned OU over Georgia, surprisingly, Five-star 75 Five-star quarterback and OU leaner Jackson Arnold continuing to tear it up on the Texas high school circuit. 806 area code promise. Cross my heart. Some, what, somebody said dating. Uh, yeah, that sounds a little weird. I kind of like the, uh, the leaner, to be honest with you. Leaner or leaned? Leaning? Oh, there's a multiple okay, ways you could you use that. Yeah, you can't do that because we already used the word lean. Pledge. Like, Ple- pledge was used... Um, I feel like that was about 15 to 20 years ago in recruiting. We saw pledge a whole lot more than we do now. Do you still see he, he I, pledged I, I still to the Suitors? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. do? Yeah. 
Yeah, no, that's real. We use lean to describe a kid like Caden Green up until his commitment in June. He was an OU lean for about a year ahead of time. Uh, one listener <laughs> said, said that from the 580. I'm not going to read that. That's funny, but that's out of nowhere. Jeez. Uh, the new word should be <laughs> entanglement. Says a listener. Somebody said, Only if you're committed to A&M at this point. Yeah, somebody said, if Evans flips, do we get Micah Tease? Yes, I believe you would. Um, David Hicks still visiting during Bedlam, allegedly. As far as yes. everybody knows. Um, you, somebody said, please emphasize the difference between commit and signee. And that's what you have to understand is because, yes, in technicality, there is nothing binding until a kid puts pen to paper and he's a signee. Until then, he is merely a commit, and the commitment is verbal. I can verbally commit to something and then change my mind after the fact, right? Yeah. But if I sign a document that says I'm going to play football for XYZ institution, or to carry the analogy outside of football, if I sign a document that says I'm agreeing to this mortgage on my house or I'm agreeing to this car payment, well, then I'm responsible to hold true to that commitment that I've made. Unless the coach gets fired, then you get like 30 days to go somewhere (laughs) else. But, yes. Someone says hooker because they go where they're paid. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. we're all over the place right now. Uh, For A&M, it's called entrapment. That's true. (laughs) Verbally and emotionally affirmed. Fighting 420s down there at A&M. I I just want to remind everyone, just like I did yesterday, uh, there are five Power 5 teams in the state of Texas – and A&M is currently fifth in recruiting out of the Power Five teams in the state of Texas. If that can't make you smile, then I don't I don't know what we can do for you today. I really hey, don't. One don't more know. one more text before we hit a break here, because Bellevue Sooner asks Parker any new targets from the 402 for the 23 or 24 cycle. It was awesome to watch the Caden Helms to OU story. Well, obviously, I would hope folks are acquainted with Carter Nelson the standout tight end from Ainsworth, Nebraska, that's already a top 200 player, probably going to be top 150 here before long. That kid's a freak athlete. So that's a name to know. Another one, Bellevue Sooner, and if you live in Bellevue, this name will mean something to you. Three-star wide receiver Isaiah McMorris in the class of 2024 is a guy that OU is very aware of, and it would not shock me at all if in the days to come – He picks up the OU offer. Again, he is a three-star right now. Talking to people up in the 402, people that have watched McMorris a heck of a lot more than I have, there are those that believe he's already the best player in the state regardless of position as a junior. And I believe he is – he either did break or was on track to break several single-season receiving records in the state of Nebraska. So that is a guy of which to be aware. Same high school as Caden Helms, by the way, Bellevue West. So are we ready to call Nebraska a pipeline state for uh, OU quite. football recruiting? Not quite. Nebraska has replaced Texas as the major pipeline state for OU? Well, you got a uh, you got Even a though they didn't get the top 100 player that's actually yeah. in the state. <laughs> you got a Nebraska commit in two straight cycles. Make it three, and then we can start to have the pipeline uh, let's conversation. Let's go. 405-651-3439 is the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Uh, I'm pretty sure I saw a former Sooner get an offer today from an in-state Oklahoma school. And we'll talk about that coming up next. Keep it locked right here on The Ref.
Locked in with McComas and Thune live on the ref. We are the home of Sooner fans inside the Brown O'Haver studios. Keep pumping the text line, 405-651-3439. The ref army, they're listening today in Boiling Springs, South Carolina. Garden Grove, California. Adrian, Michigan. Kingwood, Texas. Orlando, Florida. Franklin, Indiana. New York, New York, and you might need to check on this one for the Oklahoma small town of the day. Okay. What do we go with, 10,000 is yeah, our 10, cutoff? Yeah, 10,000, 10,000. Uh, Bristow, Oklahoma. Feel Bristow. Like, yeah, Bristow, B-R-I-S-T-O-W, Oklahoma. I believe that's by Chandler, right? Uh, Bristow, population 4,222. Oh, easy. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, you're good. Easily, easily slides in. Bristow, Oklahoma, what's up? Small town Oklahoma of the day. Love it. Tahlequah, Oklahoma. Check it on the text line as well. So uh, the the tease before the break was talking about Trajan Bridges, yeah. former five-star wide receiver. He tweeted out today that he got an offer from ECU. No, not ECU, where Muleshoe came from. East Central University in Ada, Oklahoma. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a fascinating development if Trajan Bridges ends up playing for the ECU Tigers in Ada? Yeah, and I, I will say this about the whole Trajan Bridges situation. Uh, he's a guy that uh, he's playing community college ball right now. He's on the JUCO circuit and trying to make the most of his second chance. And look, I, I like Trajan Bridges. I do. But I, I hope he stewards his second chance well. There's a butt coming in here. Uh, there's, not re- there's not really a butt. I just I, I want to be clear about that. Like, I hope Trajan Bridges gets his career back on track. And I, I hope I can say that and people don't feel like what I'm saying is he didn't get a fair shake at Oklahoma because, you know, he got what he deserved at a certain More point. More than one. It's, yeah, it is okay to look at a kid like that and hope they make it. And also acknowledge that it, they were they were not and should not have gotten the opportunity to make it at the University of Oklahoma because he had every chance in the world to straighten things out at OU and more. And what ended up happening, Tyler? He well, I mean, he, he's going to be the guy that you point – like when people crap on the culture that was here when Muleshi was the head coach – He's going to be the first name that's brought up to prove the point about, oh, here's how bad the culture was. Look at your former five-star wide receiver and what he did, right? So that's just kind of the the spot that he's in. Did uh, did any of those three guys serve any jail time? Bridges, Mikey Henderson, or Seth I, I, McGowan? I quit paying attention after they As got did to, I. kicked off the team. But Bridges is the only one, I believe, that's – no, actually, no, Seth McGowan's playing down at Texas College right now. Uh, for Jarrell Jackson, as a matter of fact. Interesting. So that's a thing. Uh, not really sure what became of Mikey Henderson. He was never much of a social media guy anyway. So even if he was playing ball again, I'm not sure any of us would know. He had that big game in Bedlam in 2020. Yeah. Well, big game in terms of you know what else no, it, he did. It was here. a big game. Yeah, he had a good game though, and that was kind of that was kind of it. But the upside was was there for him to ha- have a nice career, or at least it felt like People it. People were excited about that kid. People were excited heading into year two. And you remember what happened was Bridges and McGowan were the ones that got in trouble initially. Yep. And then it was probably about a month after the fact that Mikey Henderson's name came out as the third guy that was involved in that whole ordeal, and he got kicked off the team as well. But you remember, he he was so bad in the spring game, and we were all like, why why is Mikey Henderson playing so poorly? Did he have something like, to do with the safety? They they gave yeah, up a yeah, safety yeah, yeah. in that spring game. Yeah, no, he got stuffed for a safety. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it was. But we were all like, 
oh, that was really that was a really bad performance by Mike Anders. Come to find out, that was less than forty eight hours removed from <laughs> everything that went down with Bridges and McGowan on that Thursday night. Uh, I've told you the story, right? How I, oh yeah, you you basically you saw him that night, right? Yep, I knew before the, anybody the, else did at the Brahms over here. What street is that? I knew before anybody else did because I was at the Brahms on Classen and Lindsay. Oh man, and watched Trajan Bridges get taken down by six Norman cops. Six? He could yeah, not run those there guys. Were, I, I kid you not. They look like an them. Iowa State defense. Rush three, drop eight. He Dude, caught the ball I, in the middle of the field. I they just got them, after because they just all converged out of nowhere. <laughs> I was like, "What's going on?" And then hell, he ain't no five star. They, he can't evade six cops. They order him out of the car, and he gets out with his hands on his head. And I'm like, "Oh shoot, that's Trajan Bridges." <laughs> and it's over for him. Uh, nice, nice catch. You should have done us. Like, you uh, you weren't working for the station at the time. You could have done like a Sooners and sixty or something on that. Yeah, no doubt. Here live at the Brahms and uh, Trajan Bridges got taken down by six defenders. <laughs> Brought Doesn't to you. Doesn't look good. Bought you by, Brought to you uh, by Air uh, Comfort Solutions. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, Norman Heat and Air. But, uh, yeah, that's oh, fine. Norman Heat and Air. There yeah. you go. Um, Text line says, "I like in cahoots as a word to replace commitment." Arnold is in cahoots with OU. <laughs> David Hicks is in cahoots with A and M. This is only going to hit with the. Uh, 30-plus crowd, really the 40-plus the crowd that's lived in Oklahoma City. Yeah, I thought of the same thing you all did when I heard In Cahoots. What a great bar it used to be uh, back in OKC, back in the day. In Cahoots was a, uh, that was a time, uh, that, that was a time period for a lot of people around here in OKC. But by the way, real quick, because I promised I'd do this yesterday, I went back all the way to the 2002 recruiting class, Parker, uh-huh. and I found all the notable signees uh, that are three ranked three star or lower in uh, well since two thousand two basically. Okay, right? okay. J D. Reynolds, Joe John Finley, John Cooper, Joaquin Iglesias, Sam Bradford, Trent Williams, Quentin Carter, Tressway, Charles Tapper, Damian Williams, Oboe, Dimitri Flowers, Orlando Brown, Ben Powers, Jeremiah Hall, Braden Willis, Delaren Turner Yale. Ramondre Stevenson, R. Mason Thomas. Those were the notables that I found. Pretty good little list of three hey, stars. You want to or talk lower. about underappreciated Sooners? Uh, the one that always I, – actually, the two that always come to mind for me are Jason White and Creed Humphrey. But well, another guy that f- certainly falls into the category of unappreciated Sooners, Joaquin Iglesias did some stuff in the Christmas uh, Yeah, especially in the 2008 season, even in the 2007 season. Dalton Wood was on the list, and I was going to throw out that name to be funny, but I think everyone's taken enough abuse here over the past three weeks in recruiting, right? Nobody really needed a Dalton Wood reference being thrown in there. Oh, gosh. Uh, this listener says, no reason not to wish Bridges well, but he blew it at Oklahoma. He did not deserve to stay. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel. You know, guy like that gets back on his feet, gets a second chance. You hope he does well with it. But at the same time, it's fair to acknowledge that it, he, he wasted his first chance at Oklahoma. Um, Realtor Chris knows about the In Cahoots days. Wednesday night, coin beer. Tipsy, uh, tip the bartender a dollar per beer for the first couple, and then when it gets busy later, you just break out your roll of pennies, and he thinks you're still tipping him. Chris, that's a professional way to do in cahoots. Nice job. Nice job. Sooner Gary says, I can't wait for the Boomer Doomers to say, great, we already know that Muleshoe and Grinch can't recruit defense, and here we are trying to flip one of their recruits. I didn't think about it that way, Gary, but that is funny. I think it's, look, more than anything else, it's about flexing on mule shoe, right? That's what it feels like this is. Because of all the edge prospects that OU could have gone and evaluated and offered, 
They went after the one that's committed to USC. Feels like they're trying to flex. Yeah. Well, it, the, the whole situation yesterday was interesting. They go after David Peavy, OU offers Taylor Wine, and then USC <laughs> offers Taylor. Like, there's like some sort of a uh, like staff battle going on there. Doesn't it feel like it? I mean, it, it definitely feels that way. Yeah, well, I mean, because look, now USC, say OU flips Peavy, they can get on the phone with Wine and be like, hey, okay, OU got their guy, now you're our guy. Come play for us. So... Insurance policy? Covering your bases? That kind of thing? Yeah. I don't know. But. Uh, Gunny says, Tyler, do you know how to pronounce t- t- Taylor Wine's name? Did Steely – so I was cutting audio in there, and I had you guys turn down for the 30 seconds where that happened. Did he call the school he and ask – He called the school. Was it live on air or it did he record? It was live on air. Oh, that's awesome. That's that's incredible. That's so well done. So a secretary answered – Yes. And said it's Wine as I yes, say the last Yes, and then Steely name. made them check with somebody else. <laughs> Steeler's was like, I need a second source on this. So the secretary went and grabbed one of the other school employees, and that employee confirmed that it was wine. So That's amazing. I, I think that's fantastic. Well done, Mike. Well done. Any update on Reuben Bain, says the text line. Well, no. same update as 20 minutes ago. He's going to be at Auburn this weekend for the A&M game. But you've been a big proponent of you think OU should go all out for him. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you have to. I shouldn't say you have to because there are a million different ways that you can finish out your class at edge, and the Sooners obviously have offered Taylor Wine. They've offered David Peavy. Those are two viable takes in my mind at the edge position. But if you got a guy that good and a guy that productive still on the open market this late in the class with no clear indication of where he's going to end up, to me that provides a perfect opportunity for Oklahoma to slide in there and say, hey, we want you we want you badly. Let's find a way to make this happen. Breaking news with OU football. Oh, boy. Breaking news with OU football. Red helmet, white jersey, red pants. Rough Riders this Saturday hey, against West Virginia. There we go. I kind of figured that that would be the case. But a uh, Thursday afternoon release, OU will be wearing the alternate uniforms on the road. We love to see it. Okay, so do you feel better or worse about the game now, text line? Please let us know. For Wait, hey, you won in the alternates, new they've alternates never, this year. They've never lost to West be- Virginia in the Rough Riders. best win of the year so far, huh? Never lost to West Virginia in the Rough Riders. Not once. 405-651-3439 is the Air Comfort Solutions text line. More to come next right here on Locked In. Dang, we really need Texas to lose this weekend. I know that's like every weekend, but for whatever reason, they have all this momentum as a 6-3 and three football team. They've got game day in Austin. They've got some recruiting momentum. And Parker, they've got like an incredible visitors list this weekend for the TCU game. Five-star tight end Deuce Robinson is going to be there. Five-star linebacker Anthony Hill is going to be there. Four-star wide receiver DeAndre Moore, Louisville commit, is going to be there. Four-star committed player Colton Vosick is going to be there. Four-star safety JV and Toviano will be there. Five-star edge in 2024 Colin Simmons will be there. They'll have another four-star wide receiver in 2024. Dang, dude. 
need them to lose and kind of uh, chill out a little bit on you, this recruiting momentum. You know what also happened today? Texas's five NIL collectives all merged. Yeah, with one that another. was significant. Very significant. What do you think about that? This ain't great, Tyler. Yeah. Ain't great if you hate the University of Texas and you want to see them fail. Because, listen, I in the long run, I don't know if it means anything because we've seen Texas squander loads of talent before and we'll likely see it again. But, man, there's a very real possibility that they have loads of said talent for the next couple of recruiting classes. Oh, they will. They'll have that. You just can't like let even them. more than usual, though. Yeah, is what you, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, they're very much in the race right now for the number one overall class. I don't think that they'll get there, but do I think Texas will prob? Do I think Texas will finish with the top three class? They get Anthony Hill. It's um, hard to say. No. It's hard to say. It's hard to say no to that at this point. It's hard to say no to that. Uh, Peyton says I had a friend equate the situation that Lincoln left OU to the situation that Jimbo left Florida State in while FSU was a lot worse off than OU, but, man, there are actually some similarities there. He knew what he was leaving for sure. So, uh, well, Lincoln never won a national championship in Norman. Jimbo did, but I see where you're getting at there, Peyton. Left for a place that's thought to be – well, left for a place that offered you a whole lot more money, I guess, essentially. And left for what they thought was going to be greener pastures. But Jimbo has not found that so far in College Station outside of a COVID Orange Bowl in 2020. I guess that uh, one thing we haven't talked about is OU's loss to Baylor on Saturday has pretty much sealed your fate with that uh, OU versus USC win total prop bet, hasn't it? Um, we have not mentioned it, but the text line and Twitter uh, constantly mentions it. So thank you to all of the – at least someone on Twitter yesterday was saying that we can start a GoFundMe to help cover my expenses, uh, expenses for losing that bet. $50. $50, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I guarantee we have a list on the Air Comfort Solutions text line that will just send you that uh, Venmo for 50 bucks. Michael from OKC asks, Random, is Levi Draper still at Arkansas, and does he play? No, Levi Draper retired from football prior to the 2021 season. Austin asking, did Anthony Evans flip too? No, Anthony Evans has not flipped. I'm not entirely convinced he will flip. Uh, if you paid attention to Twitter over the last hour or so, Anthony Evans, in response to some experts entering predictions that favor Georgia to flip the four-star wide receiver, he actually retweeted an old interview regarding Oklahoma that he did. So, kind of, it's still kind of unclear where all this smoke is coming from with Anthony Evans, but it obviously originated with his visit to Georgia uh, on November 5th this past weekend, during which... Uh, Georgia held off the number one team in the country, the then number one team in the country, the Tennessee Volunteers, by a score of 27-13. to By the way, in that stick-or-flip article, uh, two of the three say that Peyton Bowen is going to flip from Notre Dame. And the only person that thinks he's going to stick to Notre Dame is a guy that covers Notre Dame. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's that's how that goes. Yeah. I I don't know. I, no, I, I I'll, I'll refrain from commenting any further on the Peyton Bowen Notre Dame situation. I, well, but, I, I, I try not to have dialogue between A and M fans and their media. You know, it's just something that I try to avoid. But I am interested in, in reaching out to those individuals down there and saying, "Hey, are you guys tired of the Peyton Bowen situation too?" Because as tired as we are about it, I know a, even A and M's got to be tired of it. 
Did they specify where they expect Bowen to flip? No, 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 no. One guy just just said, said, uh, well, I think it'll come down to A&M and OU. Like, the A&M guy says he'll flip, and it'll be between A&M and OU. Yeah, the the thing that's kind of throwing me for a loop right now is the fact that A&M finally offered his brother. And, again, I'm not really sure that changes anything because that was kind of the beef from the Bowen family to A&M for quite some time was – A&M wouldn't offer the younger brother, Eli Bowen, wouldn't even really look at him. So it kind of feels like right now A&M is just trying to find any means necessary to be able to dig themselves out of this hole, particularly as it pertains to recruiting because they're falling apart on the field and their class is falling apart as well. But I'll, I'll reiterate what I said. If it wasn't yesterday, it was Tuesday. Source that is very, very connected to everything that goes down at A&M, told me, look, nobody wants to play at A&M right now. And so unless the Aggies somehow go on a three-game winning streak here to close the year, salvage bowl eligibility, and give everybody, especially the prospects uh, that they're recruiting, some semblance of hope that this thing's going to turn around, could be an ugly next couple of months for Jimbo and crew. Yeah. Uh, should we dare go down the responses to the OU football tweet that they're wearing the Rough Riders this weekend oh, against West it, Virginia? Is it like controversial or what? Oh, no! How can you be so stupid is the first one that pops up. This one is a facepalm emoji. Uh, this one says, these are the worst uniform ever. We have the best traditional white uniform, so why not wear them? This one is a fuzzy bear facepalming. Um. Yeah, that's that's kind of what it is. Fozzy. Yeah. Sorry. It's, yeah. Fozzy bear. My bad. Yeah. So like, interesting. Uh, not not good. So people people don't like the Rough Riders. I hate the Rough Rider unis, but we're undefeated when we wear them in Morgantown. So let's ride. Yeah. Well, you're undefeated yes. wearing anything in Morgantown. Yes. People uh, do not like these uniforms. That's shocking to me because really, yes, because out of all of the Rough Rider schemes, I think that scheme is the best. That's the one that I like the most. Red helmet, cream jersey, red pants. All the other looks I'm not terribly high on, but that one, that look is good. Yeah, I, I think just kind of the, the Rough Riders overall, people just can't can't stand them. So, oh yeah. Um, uh, I'm sure we're going to hear about that all day until 6 p.m. But yes, you, are, uh, you haven't lost to West Virginia in the Rough Rider uniforms. How do we know that offhand? Well, you're nine and zero against West Virginia uh, since they joined the conference. So, there's that. Not, be a really not unfortunate time. Be a really unfortunate time for that streak to come to an end. And now, of course, because you said it, you're the jinx. Yeah. There you go. Mountaineers win this weekend, folks. You can blame Tyler McComas on Monday. We look like Nebraska with the red pants. Ugliest unis ever, says Brent from Jinx. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, have fun with that one. 405-651-3439 is the Air Comfort Solutions text line. We'll close up Locked In coming up next.
Elite Roofing Systems bringing you this hour of Locked In with McComas and Thune. They're servicing all of Oklahoma's roofing needs. Let Craig Cox and the team at Elite Roofing put over three decades of experience to work for you. EliteRoofOK.com. That's EliteRoofOK.com. Elite Roofing Systems bringing you this hour of Locked In. I almost forgot about our daily David Hicks, sponsored by the 3 and 6 A&M Aggies. Oh, boy. Your daily David Hicks for today, still going to visit Oregon is what it sounds like. Uh, so the daily update hmm. is that there is no update. The daily update is that there is no update. And I guess uh, for OU fans, that's a good thing because the only update you could probably have at this point, other than him decommitting from the fight in 420s, is if he canceled his visit to Norman. That is not the case. Wednesday and Thursday, our conversations about, is David Hicks still going to be here? David Hicks still going to be here? Give it another six or uh, six days or a week, Parker, and then... A lot of this show will be about David Hicks and if he's going to wind up in Norman. That'll be a huge moment for this 23 class if he does. Can I just stay in West Virginia? I just take a tie line. And yes. Are you going to bring back some moonshine, by the way? It depends on how Saturday goes, Tyler. i got to figure out who I'm supposed to root for on Saturday, if that's the case. <laughs> just see what you can do. <laughs> see what you can do. Text line, do we have a chance at Anthony Hill? No. My answer is no. Yeah, Texas and the reason has all the is the reason is quite simple. It's because Anthony Hill's recruitment is the type of recruitment that's going to tie back to the dollar sign. Mm, there you go. Those Nike Pro Combat All Whites with the white helmet they got beat in years ago are my all-time favorites. Yeah, you're talking about the 2009 Pro Combats they wore at Texas Tech. Oh, uh, you got. Yeah, he got beat pretty bad that day in Lubbock. So, those actually, those uniforms did look cool, though. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot to them, but it was a um, new spin on almost a throwback-looking type of uniform, yeah. which I have always thought, if you're going to do alternate uniforms, that's fine, but do kind of a tip of the cap to the past. And I think that that's how you get everyone to like them. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I remember those uniforms. I liked those uniforms. But again, if you lose... <laughs> They get mothballed. That's kind of inevitably what happens. So I'm sure we'll see the Unity uniforms at some point again because the Sooners won in those ones. And so I I guarantee you if those pro combat uniforms were to come back, the immediate uh, reaction from all those fans would be, wow, we're going to get spanked again. Oh, I'm sure that'll be. Because people are superstitious, Tyler. Yeah. I thought the Rough Rider uniforms had rough road out of town for good with the new Unity uniforms. Arrgh. So, uh, like a so for, from what I understand, and I mentioned this at the time, I believe, the Unity uniforms officially mark the end of the red Rough Rider top era in Oklahoma, which we hadn't seen the, ref, red, the red Rough Rider tops anyway in quite some time, but... Uh, the Unity uniforms officially signaled that the red jerseys, at least from what I understand talking to people that know that situation, uh, with the advent of the uni- Unity uniforms, the red jerseys are officially never being brought back at Oklahoma. So, basically, they're going to wear the Unity uniform. But by contract, at least this is how it was. I don't know how it is now. But I, I guess there was a contract where they had to wear it once at home and once on the road. The home alternate uniforms are now the Unity uniforms, and the road alternate uniforms are still the Rough Rider. That, that seems kind of that seems kind of weird. Yeah, 
I don't know if you can create a road unity uniform or not, but I don't know. It just seems kind of kind of interesting to me. Wait, did they wear the totally different? They did looks. wear the okay, and, and they wore the red Rough Rider jerseys last year. It was actually against West Virginia that they did. I so I had it in my head. I was thinking of the all red uniforms. They yeah. hadn't worn those since 2017. But right. yes, the uniforms, the tops that they most recently wore against West Virginia last year are now mothballed. The daily update on David Hicks is that the University of Texas is about to back up a Brinks truck to his home in Katy. Mark it down, says someone in the 405. Well, I, I, I won't. I mean, I won't be shocked if that happens. Who, who says that they haven't already tried to do that? Look, I, I don't think it's any particular secret, right? Kid took a bag once. Who's to say he won't do it again? And that worries you if you're an Oklahoma fan, because. Oklahoma had the comfort advantage. They had the relationship advantage the first time around. And look where that got him. Got him left at the altar on September 28th. So, yeah, I think there's a healthy degree of concern about Texas right now if you're an Oklahoma fan. Now, those relationships are very new. And... Oklahoma is prepared to play the NIL game with some of their elite prospects as much as they need to. So I don't think it's necessarily a foregone conclusion that DJ Hicks isn't going to come to Oklahoma because all of a sudden Texas and yeah. their money is involved. But y- you are worried. Uh, let you me, should be worried. Let me hit a few texts before we get out of here. Didn't know you recently wear Rough Riders in the Big 12 championship game. Yes, against Texas in 2018. And I think against Iowa State in 2020, yes. right? Yeah. Yes, that is correct. Because they didn't get to wear They're supposed to play out West Virginia, the final game of the regular season. Yep. They didn't get to wear them that day, so they wore them for the Big 12 championship is how I remember that uh, going down. We've sucked all year in our traditional unis, so might as well try something different. <laughs> yeah. West Virginia hasn't seen OU in the traditional whites in 10 years. Yeah, the Landry Jones legacy game. 550 yards. Kenny Stills. Six Boom. touchdowns that day. Fourth and goal. Uh, playoff week in the state of Oklahoma. You taking Bixby or the field in 6A1? <laughs> I'll yeah, take Bixby. Yeah, give me Bixby, man. Like, if, if they weren't already going to run rough shot over everybody, I feel like they certainly are now that they actually lost. A little bit of a wake-up call. Yeah, I, I feel like complete domination is uh, about to happen with Bixby in the uh, in the playoffs. But we'll have a lot of those game on a lot of those games on NormanSports.tv. So check that out starting tomorrow night. That'll do it for Parker. The rush is coming up next. Keep you locked on the ref.